One, two, three, four. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bilingual American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend. Uh, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Someone just come in the room behind me? Uh, Yeah, there's a person with a sword. That? No. Jesus, wouldn't that be amazing if you saw me killed on Zoom? I mean, what a fucking great bit you would have. Oh, uh, I mean, the, I, I, the way that you're, th- you're thinking is so crazy. It's your life, and the first thing you think is that I'm going to get a good couple minutes out of it for stand-up? After, after the PTSD shock of it wears off, then, then like, in like, sure. in like five years, people will be like, can you tell the story? So uh, a friend of mine got murdered with a sword while I was Zooming with him. Guys, uh, COVID was crazy. My friend was, uh, my uh, guy came into the room when I was recording a podcast. My friend had put a sword through his throat and he died immediately. And uh, it was a very hard thing to witness. And then I ended the meeting for all. What? <laughs> I was going to say, what's the premise of the bit, though? You got to have like a... Hey, you want to hear about the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life? <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine was uh, sword killed on a Zoom call. I was on it with him. And uh, then I muted audio. I, I'll just I end it with super specific Zoom things like that. I think that's how I'll make it more related. And now that's my background. So uh, I did the clap emoji. <laughs> so just found out you can do. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait, is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> Come on, the Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda at the court. I just read that there was some actor that was offered a part in a Scooby-Doo movie, and when he found out Scrappy-Doo was going to be in it, he turned it down. And that's they the say, greatest. They say move. integrity's dead in Hollywood. Right? You hear about something like that. That guy's fucking amazing. I can't remember his name. Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo's the worst. Scrappy-Doo's a criminal. Just the whole See, idea of it. I came Hunt. in as a child, yeah. and I enjoyed Scrappy. Absolutely not. Absolutely I not. Like don't ever, sc- don't ever, don't ever say stuff like that to me. Don't look I know, me in the eyes I'm when you say it. Man, You're I so had wrong. I had an amazing argument with my mother this morning about that there was never a Shakey's Pizza in Wisconsin. She goes, "No, there was Shakey's," and I'm like, "There was not." I was like, "It's a California thing." All this stuff, and then I finally looked it up, and there was Shakey's. Shakey's was nationwide, baby. Shakey's, uh, Shakey's had 500 stores in the yes. country. I was like, yes. "Damn, yeah." Shakey's she was. Right. was Shakey's what was happened? the business. I guess, yeah, but it's Shakey's, so it had to go. It's yeah, like, well, what do you expect? Up. We're closing a bunch of them. We're Shakey's. We're not oh. good at this. Uh, we are announcing a nationwide shake out. It's the shake out finally is happening. 1488. <laughs> or 1490. Or 1492. You have our Lord Jesus Christ.
Just the evens? There's no way it was an odd year? Yeah, isn't that weird? But that's what it said. It seems weird. That's what the information is. Alvar Nunez Cabeta de Vaca was born in Castile in the town of Jerez de la Frontera. Jeez. His parents were uh, both minor nobility, so I guess not that hot shit royals, like kind of... Okay, touch like, touch a nobility, right. Not good royals, you know? Well, yeah, but they're like, you know, they get invited to the big shindigs. I think the technical term is weak-ass nobility. Sure, sure. Right? More like no-bility. <laughs> Boom. Wow, this is going to be a good one. This already feels like it's going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest influence in Cabisa's life was his paternal grandfather, Pedro de Vera. Uh, Vera was an expert soldier, and he led raids against the Moors in North Africa. So Grandpa was big into capturing native people uh, on islands near Spain and then selling them as slaves. Okay, so great. He was extremely brutal. Good. So that's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's great great history, always. It's always a pleasure. In 1511, Cabitha went to Italy to fight the French. So he's young. He's very young. He's like 18 or something. Um, Okay. He was wounded during a battle in which the Spanish were routed. And he he returned to Spain in 1513. He got married. Citizens of Castile revolted against the Spanish king, Charles V, in 1520, and took over parts of Castile. I'll never get over the fact that, like... I assume I assume Charles V was English, and they sent him down there. Right. Yeah. Right. That kind of stuff always. Well, is I'm, just like they, you know, they were just all fucking each other. And the well, royals. it's strange that it's strange that people weren't like, "This is our king, Charles." I know, right? It's just yeah. so fucking. Oh yeah, that's our new king, Chuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah Charles, we're Spanish. Uh, he's not at all one of us. <laughs> <laughs> he finds it impossible to relate to us, yet he's in charge of everything. Why don't they talk a bit more regular like I do, my man? But so, I don't want Spain. I want Scotland. You're going to Hungary. I, 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 you, if you dare send me to Hungary, mother, I will be such a terrible king to them. I would be a vindictive king. Keep it up. Where else could you send me that's worse than Hungary? You've all Austria! Me the Austria! 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 You wouldn't dare. Oh, I, wouldn't, I would very much so. You would not dare send me to Austria. You absolute wench. You would not send me there. I don't oh. want to be a king of them. I want to be a king of people who look like me. Pale people with weird teeth and long, long, weird fingers. Oh, then go to fucking Prussia. I don't care. Well, that's You're a little terrible bit better. boy. Uh, that's when they combined Prague and Russia, right? Sure, sure. Okay. I don't know. Well, sounds, I'll figure it out when I'm down there. Hello, people of Prague and Russia who have been smushed into one nation. I am your King Charles. Uh, I wish I could do a German accent because I could have kept going. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kabisa fights with the crowd and. He fights an important are battles. You doing, are you doing the thing where you I am. go like... I am. I uh, think it's it, funny. Kabisa. It's just... Do it's, you know why? Do you know why they do that? I thought it was because when people go to Ibiza, they want to drive me crazy. No. 
this is what this is my understanding. I could be totally wrong, but this is what I was told. There was a a prince or a king in uh, in Barcelona. I am the king of lisps, and I well, didn't want anyone to mess with me. He had a it lisp. Ibiza. I'm from Barcelona. Yes, he had a lisp, so everybody. Gracias. Everybody had, everybody had Shut to start. Shut up. Yes, that's Shut my up. understanding. Yes. Shut up. And I could there be totally wrong. There was a guy who had yes. a lisp, and, yes. he did not, and he was mortified by his lisp, so he decided that instead of standing out, everyone else must also have the lisp. I don't know if he ordered it or if everyone just started doing it, but that's how it supposedly came. Remove the tips of everyone's tongue, <laughs> and then we'll all come over and we'll practice our ethics. But that's... That's what it's it, supposed to be. Ibiza. Gracias. Ibiza. Yeah. Ibiza. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. It's hard to stop doing sometimes. <laughs> well, it's a very light lisp when they do it. It's very... It is. It's, but it's, that's why it's like... Ibiza. You know what I mean? It's like when someone comes... Like when... You know, like when... Like, uh, you know, like a white girl comes back from Chile and she's like, Oh, I just had a great <laughs> summer in Chile. And you're like, No, look, you didn't... You're not Chilean. Like, you, how about this? Chill out. Can you do that? Can you chill out with your chile? Uh, so Kabitha fought with the crowd. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it until I stop doing okay. it. Okay. I just, it was funny. Okay. Uh, he fought important battles. Uh, he, then the next year he went and fought against the French when they invaded. So he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of experience in, sure. in war. His last name amused others because Devaka means cow's head. Sure. That's amusing. In 1527, he was named the royal treasurer for an expedition that was to be led by Conquistador Panfilo de Narvaez. Now, okay. Narvaez was supposed to explore, conquer, and settle a place that was known as La Florida. Oh, dear. Um, oh. At this time, Florida Stop. is just... Stop. Let's, let's, can we just pull the plug on the mission now? <laughs> I just... I worry about where this heads. Do you know what I mean, everyone? Maybe we should just leave it. Yeah, this the, place could really become a shit show. It's real swampy here. I just get bad vibes of the future. <laughs> That's where Yacht Rock's going to come from. <laughs> uh, yeah, so at this point, Florida is like just sort of a vague... Like it is the tip, it is the the penis part of America, but then they also sure. they also sort of visualizes like everything from where we see Mexico on up. So it's that whole Gulf Coast, sure, sort of situation. So right, um, the other two big guys on the expedition were Captains Alonso de Castillo and Andres Dorantes. So Neves doesn't have any say in Cabeza's appointment. Okay, even though even the Neves is in charge. And and Kabitha's not there to be under Narvaez's. Uh, he's not. He's not under him. He, it's essentially, Kabitha's appointment is for the for the crown. He his allegiance Perfect. is is to the emperor as royal treasurer, right? Great. So, so it's, it's a like, good vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like having a I don't know a money narc on your ship, right? He's there to get the the emperor the crown its share of profits right yeah right it's like before i go on stage they hire another comedian who doesn't necessarily see my act the same way but we're <laughs> going to work on it together and perform it together <laughs> so um 
five ships set sail on June 17, 1527. There's 600 soldiers and colonists, uh, including 10 married women, and then there's slaves. So a lot of people on these five ships. Sure. They arrive in Española uh, in the Caribbean after a month. They, so right now, Spain has control of Cuba. That's, that's what it controls in this area. Um, okay. So they're there to get provisions and build another ship. They're there for 45 days. Were they in Cuba? Yeah. And, okay. And while they're there, 140 men desert the ship. Okay, good. So a third are gone. Oh, Great. Sorry, good start. Th- th- this isn't Cuba. This is Española. Which, oh, okay. Um, so they desert the ship, and then they sail to Cuba. <clears throat> so okay. two ships arrived in Trinidad, Cuba first, but then the very next day, bad weather hit, and Capitha wanted to wait a couple of days before they walked into the town, which is a little ways in inland. Um, but then he finally, he finally, they're bugging him to go. And so he gets off the ship and he, he goes inland to Trinidad. And then that's when the, they learned it wasn't just a storm, but it was a hurricane. Okay. Right. Good. Capitha quote, all the houses and churches below blew down and it was necessary for us to band together in groups of seven or eight men, our arms locked with one another in order to save ourselves from being carried away by the wind. Oh my God. What? So they are linking. They're, they're just straight up like linking arms, hoping to not go up in a hurricane. Yeah, basically they're. So you go through the hurricane. I mean, they're without, it's not like you have a building, you know, back then there's nothing you could build that would withstand a hurricane. Well, no, the buildings collapse. So then you're like, okay, what's next? And I'm sure trees are getting ripped out. I mean, there, there's a there's a hurricane. I don't know when it was. It might be the 1600s, but the records of it are. It's like nothing we've ever seen since. Oh, we'll um, get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So, they already they're like, wow, this place is crazy. Um, they they walk all night through the hurricane trying to find somewhere safe. They walk through the hurricane all night long, just trying to find a place to be safe. Well, there's oh, no the safe weather, place. If the Weather Channel hears this, they're going to be like, "Why didn't we have cameras on them?" <laughs> oh, oh, the weather porn. The next day, Kabita and thirty survivors who were left went back to the ships. So, so thirty guys. They've I don't gone know how many. S- I don't know how many it started six, with. No, they because about there's six hundred. We only have two of the ships. The rest of the ships aren't here. So, oh, okay. Um. But now we're down to thirty, regardless. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and they it's lost. Probably the time sh- for hometown visits. Uh, what? No, go ahead. <laughs> I know what that meant? <laughs> what does that mean? It's like a bachelor joke, like the re- you know. It's like we're down to like thirty contestants, so now we're gonna meet the uh, families. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen that. Uh, me either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Um, so 30 survivors, they go back to the ships, and there's nothing there. There's just a couple of buoys floating. Uh, a couple of buoys or boys? Buoy- oh, sorry, buoys floating. Okay. Uh, Help! Did I, say, did I say boys? Yeah, we're teenagers. <laughs> just a couple of boys floating. Help! I'm Mickey! I'm Randall! <laughs> we're dying out here! We're just a couple of boys! <laughs> uh, they find a rowboat... In a tree about a mile away. So, oh, that's good news. Look at that. We can row right out of here. So basically, they lost two ships, 20 horses, and 60 men. That's how many. That's Jesus what was lost Christ. in the storm. Christ. 
So they have to build new ships, and now the crew doesn't want to sail again in the winter. They're, like, fucking terrified. Oh, and they still didn't have a navigator. They couldn't find one when they were in Spain who was familiar with the area. So they were search- their plan was to find one when they got to this area, find someone in Cuba or who was with the conquistadors in Mexico. So they're searching for one. So as it's the ships really are being... It's weird. a bad plan. Th- it's well, a bad yeah, it's plan. also like searching for the person who searches. Yes. No, it's a terrible idea. You know who could help us find a navigator would be a navigator. Damn it. <laughs> so vexing. So as the ships were built, uh, Naves looked for a decent pilot, and he came across Diego Morello. Now, Morello was known as, quote, a very fine pilot of the northern coast. Although at this point, not many Europeans have actually seen Florida, right? People haven't seen the Gulf Coast. So they're supposed to settle. The the plan is they're supposed to settle the land between Florida and Rio de las Palmas, which is a river, and it's about 125 miles south of the Rio Grande. So they're supposed to settle all that area. Okay. So if people don't know what that is, that's like a chunk of Mexico – Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, and Florida. It's a big fucking stretch of land. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. And when Um, you say settle, I mean, essentially, you're just, you're trying to start up some semblance of a society in these areas. Yeah, colonize it and take it over. Right, right. Um, the Rio de las Palmas was supposed to be full of riches and was the number one priority. So that's the, they really think there's a lot of gold along the Rio de la Palmas. Okay. So they left Cuba in February of 1528 and pretty quickly it seemed like the new pilot wasn't great. Okay. Navigator, uh, He, the ships keep running aground in the archipelago of Canero, uh, Canero. Yeah. So that's, that's when you're coming out of Cuba. There's a little archipelago there, and it takes them 15 days to get past it. They finally head for the mainland, and after several days, the pilot sees land. Now, it's April 12th, 1528, and he's convinced they're close to the Rio de la, de la Palmas, which is 125 miles south of um, the Rio Grande, right? The okay. U.S. border, the U.S. border, uh, Texas and Mexico. Uh, it turns out they're not there. It turns out they're ne- near Tampa Bay, which is pretty. I mean, much- that is egregious. <laughs> really, that's crazy. Really, really in a different place. <laughs> How would you not notice? How would I mean, not uh, anyone? <laughs> uh, you know. Look, it's not easy to navigate. You know, using sure. the stars or whatever. Using you don't know the area like. Uh, I, I don't understand how he he didn't know right from left. <laughs> like, that's my biggest problem with this. Yeah, you but, way overshot. Yeah, yeah, overshot. The pilot okay. said, so the pilot says, look, we're here, Rio de la Palmas. It's not more than 30, 45 miles up the coast. So they sail for two more days. And then after that, uh, Narvaez says, all right, let's get off here. Now, they get off and they find an abandoned native village, mostly huts. And the colonists took it over, and they find a gold. They find a gold rattle, which makes them think, okay. "Oh, we're on the right path," because there's going to be a lot of fucking gold here, and that's why they're 
you know, with the Aztecs and all that shit, they're finding, you know, right, those conquistadors are finding gold and stuff. So he's like, oh, so we're near them. We're closer to the source. And that's all they found was one gold rattle. They're like, we got it. This is a good sign. Someone (laughs) had gold. That's very promising. I love that the only thing they left behind is a gold rattle. Like, yeah. So (laughs) Narvaez claims uh, the area for Spain and himself. And then for two weeks. (laughs) I like that little move. Yeah. This is Spanish land and kind of mine. Also too. me. Anyway, uh, I'm pretty me great. Me too, bit. I, it's also mine as well. Uh, so for the next two weeks, they make camp. For the next two weeks, small groups go out, explore the area. They find Tampa Bay, and they're like, holy shit. Uh, Let's go away from here. And that's... <laughs> no, they were like, it's beautiful. It's one of the only times people found Tampa Bay and were like, amazing. How many strip clubs did it have at this time? <laughs> it had four. Oh, so it's it had the Spearmint okay. Rhino, it had Cheetahs, Panthers, and then the other two, uh, Mister Mister Smells. Oh my! That God. closed. Uh, rightfully so. What's the problem? I'm going to miss this place. Um, they also captured four locals. Okay. So they are very. They are. There are. You know, they're Spanish. They're being fucking dicks to the. Sure. The native. They're folks. doing. Of course. Well, yeah, right. Of course. Um, so they capture four, and they take them back to the village and uh, t- take them to their village, right? Right. And they have gold. And the locals say it came from a place called Apalachi, which is very far away. They're like, it's really far away. But there's a lot of gold there. You guys should go there. There's tons of gold if that's what you want. <laughs> Uh, stopping and asking for directions. <laughs> always, a, it is a, always frayed. It is a hundred slippery slope. <laughs> it's a hundred percent. So it's two lefts, and then it'll be on my right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, yeah. going, though. You got everything you're looking for over there. Everything you want. Oh, you go, want that? Yeah, yeah. Go forever. Yeah. It's like if someone was like robbing you in mid-robbery. They were like, "Can I get some directions?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, it's really far from here." Oh, well, okay. Thank you, friend. You're like, yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Narvaez meets with the highest ranking members and said uh, of the of the expedition, and he says he's going to split the expedition into two parts. Able-bodied men and horses would go inland. On- <laughs> I can't wait for the second group. <laughs> First group sounds pretty good so far. So able-bodied men with horses. Now get ready for group two. It's not going to be pretty. Able-bodied men with horses would go inland on foot until they reached uh, Rio de la Palmas, and the ships would sail to the river and wait. So anybody who can't move, who's sick, who's ill, uh, I assume who's a woman because there's no men on this. I'm uh, not sick or ill, yes, but you're a woman. You'll stay behind as well. (laughs) So uh, they're going to sail ahead and then meet them at the Rio uh, de la Palmas. Now, you can see the problem with this plan, right? I, I, Dave, there's tons of problems with this plan, but yeah, there, I mean, that's the, the idea of this, that uh, a rendezvous with quite a delayed arrival. Yeah, well, they actually... And not necessarily knowing where the rendezvous is. Well, yeah, they're actually... Well, they think they do, because the pilot has told them it's just sure up this way, but it's not there. Oh, well, that's going to be a problem. It's, that's the whole rendezvous part. It's 900 miles away. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So... 
Kobita did not want to leave the ships. A big reason for that was that the pilot didn't seem to know where they were, and the horses were in really bad shape because the horses have just been on ships. Here's the thing about horses, not usually on ships for uh, a couple of months. Right, right. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird like that. Um, They're not sea animals. That's right. Well, uh, they are very briefly. When they are sea animals, it's very quick. Yes, and they can carry... Well, and then there's also, under the sea, there are the horses. Yes. So um, so they also have no interpreters, so they can't talk to anybody. Oh, and they're, they're almost out of food. Great. Okay. So, sounds like a lot of the expeditions we've covered on here, where eventually you get to the point where um, nothing's going right anymore. Well, th- they did see that gold rattle, so they are just... This is all about gold. They're like, we're going to get fucking rich. And Narvaez, Kirby, sure. lays it out. He says, these are all the problems. And Narvaez is like, no, we're going to go. It's, trust me, it's going to be great. It's fine. It's fine. We saw a gold rattle. We're pretty sure we're going to be fine. There was a golden rattle. So, And then because Kibitha went against him in this private meeting that they had, Narvaez publicly shames Carbiza in front of everyone and tells him to stay with the ships since he, quote, objected so much and feared an inland expedition. So he's calling him a pussy. He's like, hey, everybody, Carbisa's a big pussy. Ooh, ooh, he's scared to go on land and go to a place where we're not really sure where it is because <laughs> we're given really vague directions from a couple of people we probably shouldn't have trusted. But no, he wants to stay on the ship instead. Ooh, everyone, stay, by all means, stay on the ship where you have a little bit more security, yeah, as opposed to where I'm going, which... Fuck knows where I'm going. It's like 900 miles in one direction. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, I would be scared to walk through Florida today. Yes. Asking someone to walk 900 miles in Florida at any point is terrible. But before it's even a place, really ridiculous. Uh, so he, this makes now Cabez is like, well, I'm fucking going on foot then like. Uh, quote, I preferred risking my life to placing my honor in jeopardy. So he's called a coward. He's like, I'm not a coward. <laughs> he just, yeah, it's classic. He suffers from what we call being a man. And it's not, it's not great. Um, I'd rather die than be wrong. <laughs> the, the married women also didn't like the plan, thinking their husbands would all die. And Narvaez told them that he, Narvaez told them they would need to, quote, fight many strange peoples and their husbands could die. <laughs> so that's not a really pick me up for them. So wait, the wives are like, we're worried about our husbands. And he's like, well, they're going to fight a lot of weirdos and <laughs> may die. Yeah. So that's fair. Anyway, good luck, everybody. I mean, Florida has not changed at all. See you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much what everyone worries about there now. I'm worried that my spouse is going to die when he leaves the house. Well, it's fair. Well, it's look, have you ever been beaten up by a meth head in flip flops? All right. <laughs> With his flip-flops? Take that! Flippity-floppity. Uh, but those, he says, but those who live are going to be rich. So that's his, that's his selling point. Everyone's going to be rich. And then they split up, and off, off they go, and the ships, the ships you know, go their separate way. 300 Europeans, some African slaves, and 40 very skinny horses are now on the march. Now, the plan is to get to the province of Panuco, which is in what we now call Mexico. <clears throat> it's, it's a big slave trading place. Like, it's where they're capturing slaves and, you know, bringing them back to 
Spain are selling them off or whatever. Okay. Um, it's very sort of pop, <clears throat> populated with native people. And, and that's sort of the goal. They want to get there. So they think that it's really close. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Narvaez figured... Now, Ray's figured they're about 40 miles away. He's like, uh, 40, give or take, you and, know, 10. And, and they're approximately 800? They're 900. 900. They're okay, 900. 900. 900. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, they they start, start heading north, and they walk through just wild, untamed Florida, which you can imagine just how much of a the, the fucking nightmare strip that Strip malls and Epcot Center, all that nightmare yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just if you've ever seen just just wild Orlando, it's a bummer. Oh, it's just when you see the places. Uh, these are the native carnies. <laughs> Go take you a couple more tickets to ride the tilt to whirl. It's just don't make <laughs> eye contact with them. Hey, if you throw a softball in this basket, you can win yourself a big bear with a bow. Keep walking. You just keep moving. Don't look at them. Don't look. Don't make eye contact. Do not make eye contact. Anybody want some corn or a big novelty turkey leg? Two for five dollars. Keep moving. Just keep moving. Keep moving. Shh. Don't look. Seal, Don't seal look. crawl. Seal crawl. Hop on a zipper. Two for five dollars. I'll take one of those. Oh God! The arrows! No. Arrows! 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 <clears throat> So they had nothing to eat. Like I said, they're, at this point, they're just eating the hearts of palm from a certain kind of palm tree. That's all they're eating. Man. And also, I, I believe hearts of palm is very difficult to get into. Like it's, oh, my it's God. No, yeah. It's no, no. It's the heart of the palm. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. That's like the worst place to look for food yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. After a couple of weeks, they came across 200 locals. So uh, Narvaez speaks to them. They make ang- angry gestures. Okay. And Kabitha says, quote, we had to turn on them. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. By the way, isn't that like what every white guy in Florida says when he's like being interviewed by the police? I had to turn on him. <laughs> it's never changed. Yeah. It's the standard. Uh, ground, it's the standard. I had law. to turn on him. <laughs> yeah. Protected my area. I mean, it's just so amazing. Like, you're a bunch of fucking, you know, European white dudes, and you roll in, and you're like, these people don't like them here. Yeah. No. And you're like, yeah, no, they don't like you're here, because you're uh, not from yes. there. They're Const- from there. Constantly. I mean, the, the white person, the white man's inability to take a hint and leave, unparalleled. Unparalleled. Yeah. Just constantly like, why is everyone so frustrated? All we want to do is take their elements, have their wives, and kill them. <clears throat> Well, and and when we say turned on them, I mean they're these are conquistadors. I mean they're cutting off noses. They're like you know fucked up, brutal, terrible people. So, <sighs> on the journey, the tension between Narvaez and Kabitha grows worse. Kabitha wants to stick to the coast, smart, and keep an eye on the ships. Seems, that seems very smart. The more they walk inland, the more he thought he was right. Yeah, and then. A couple dudes come over to his side. There's a friar and another royal appointee who are like, I think Kapitha might be right. We might be doing the wrong thing. And then now there's three of them, and they're imploring Narvaez to send scouts to the coast and see if it's doable, if they can walk over that way. And so Narvaez finally gives in, but he puts Kapitha in charge of the party of 40 men to go scout. Okay. They walk, and... To get there, they have to cross oyster reefs. 
that are just cutting up their feet. <laughs> it's amazing. That th- I've never heard of the oysters on offense. <laughs> it's like a first. Normally they're just there to be like, no, please don't eat. Oh. But now they're like, get them, boys. Cut them. Cut them with your shells. Do what you can. Now, in the end, after the whole trip to the coast, it, it was just a pointless excursion. There's no ships. They don't know what to do. Okay. So they come back, uh, and they meet back up, and then they keep heading to Apalachee. Okay. So in mid-June, they see it. They finally, whatever, they come over a hill, whatever it is, and they see the, the village, the community of Apalachee, and they fucking cheer. Like, they're just screaming, cheering. They think, well, this is gold. Mm-hmm. This is where all the gold is, mm-hmm. and there's tons of food. It's a huge community. It's definitely the largest in this area. Okay. They live right near a lot of fertile land just outside of what now is the Tallahassee Red Hills. There's <laughs> tons of tons of maize. Okay. Uh, just for mi- there's literally maize for miles. Maize for days. That's what they would say. Maize for days, bro. And Narvaez ordered Kabitha to attack. Uh, Appalachia was 60 men. <laughs> what? It's, it's just amazing. Can't, can't we ever just be like, let's talk to them for a second. <laughs> let's just see what they're like. Can we? So he does, and they roll in, and, and they get there, and it's just women and children. There's no men in Appalachia. And because I don't know what the men were out doing, hunting or whatever they were doing. Right. But then the men come back. And they immediately start shooting arrows at all these fucking dudes in their village. Uh, They only killed one horse, and then they had to retreat because the Spanish have much better weapons. I mean, they have crossbows. Right, right. um, The Spaniards keep the women and children hostage. Oh, Jesus. And so it's it's a standoff. And then two days later, they trade the hostages for the village chief. Uh, this, uh, this human trading is so weird. It's like it's, it's really like, weird. Uh, it's, it's weird. So so once fantasy the colonization, safe, I'll give you all the women and children for one of your chief. I'm not an idiot. I'm not making that trade. <laughs> so while they have the chief, they start they start using guerrilla attacks to try to uh, attack the. Because I guess they're like, look, it's just, it's not the women and kids, it's just the chief. So he would understand if they killed him or whatever. Right. So they managed to set the houses on fire that the, the Spanish are staying in. Kabitha, quote, the Indians made war on us continually, wounding the people and the horses as we went to fetch water, shooting arrows at us from the safety of the lagoons where we could not retaliate. So they stay there for, they, they are basically, t- take over this village. They're there for 26 days. Okay. But there's no gold. I mean, they search for gold. They're like, there's no fucking gold here. And then they realize, oh, those guys who told us to come here were lying. Yeah, I mean, good God. Why, why would you think anything well, else? crazy. You fucking came in, you <laughs> captured their dudes, yeah. and then you're like, hey, where's hey, the best place? Hey, friend, where's the gold? Uh, it's uh, that way. Uh, Great, friend. Thank you so much. Say, sorry we got off on the wrong foot. <laughs> I didn't mean to be such a dick. <laughs> so The first time someone has to bring that up, though, it's got to be like, you've got to be thinking it. Like, if you're one of the guys in charge, you've got to be thinking it a little, but for someone to just be like... You have to. I mean, maybe they... Um, 
You think maybe those guys were lying to us? No, no, those guys, no. I wouldn't, no, no. I trusted those guys. I wouldn't take us all this way if I felt those guys had been lying. Okay. Would a, would a guy lie to you if you cut off his ears? No, of course yeah. he would. I mean, Why would he lie? I, I, I trusted him. Maybe he couldn't hear me because I'd cut his ears off. That's the only thing I could think explains this away. So they ba- they basically realized they had left the ships for nothing at this point. Right. They're like, oh, that was just a total fuck up. Yeah. So they're no longer thinking about getting rich now. Like the, the <laughs> idea of gold is out of their mind okay. because now they're just thinking, oh, my God, are we going to live? Right. Yes. They've really overstepped. They've overplayed their hand tremendously. Oh, in, in the most spectacular. Fact. Because also in their head, like getting here is where they're going to resupply up and like a lot of these other things. Right. So even if they just retreat from this place, it's not like. I mean, things are still terribly fucked. Things are still terribly fucked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even if they have the gold, things are really, really right. fucked. Okay, right. <laughs> it's amazing how people will give their lives for an element that they can't eat or drink <sighs> or survive on. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's just fucking crazy. Cool. So uh, the chief, the right, they still have him. So he tells them more lies. He says, "Go south, go south, my friends." The I love you guys. Super... I love you. Listen to me. Despite <laughs> what you've done to this area of mine, I have to say, I really get a good vibe from you guys, and I want to help. So listen to me. the The place you're after exists. It's just a little further away from here. Really? Yes. Yes, and I I, I, I root for your success. I am, I am hoping <laughs> Thanks, that you guys, man. look, we got off, we got off on a, you know, strange first couple of days. I'll admit yeah. that. And yeah. I mean, that was your fault, but completely yeah. Completely on me. But, but the yeah. idea that, you know, you took all the women and the children and then you made a smart trade yeah. for me. I mean, look, game respects game. And I really, I respect you guys. Yeah. So the, the place you're after is so close. I would go there with you, but unfortunately I have to stay here with all these idiots. <laughs> So, yeah, but uh, yeah, but, but you are heroes. Don't forget that you're heroes. Now go. Go, boys. Find what you're after. Find what you're after, for some of us can't. Some of us are trapped here in <laughs> goldless societies. I love it. Let's get out of here, guys. Go, guys. Go. This guy's great. Go. You fucking idiots. ha. <laughs> Hey man, why are you laughing? <laughs> what are you left? Ah, uh, I um, I uh, what was the question? I just wonder why you laugh like yes. that. Yes, really yeah. Why like, was I laughing? Maniacal. <laughs> uh, I, I heard a great anecdote. You ever heard about the oh. one who gets the horse dick cut in his uh, heart? The horse dick. <laughs> yeah, it got cut in his heart. You ever heard that one? <laughs> no. Ah, oh, I won't bore you with the details, but uh, basically, it ends with uh, "That's not my whole heart. That's a horse cock inside." <laughs> All right, you go ahead. Tell the others when you catch up to them. Go now, fast too. I really, really got a good feeling okay. about this group. I really do. I really, really do. So the chief says it's nine days to the coast. And then along the way, and especially when you get to the coast, there is just tons of corn oh, and beans corn. and squash and fish. It's, honestly, like it's just a feast. Don't make sure you got, stop by the area with the hot plates at the beginning. And you're just going <laughs> to kind of be filling your plate the whole walk the rest of the way up there. 
It's uh, we call it a buffet. I don't know if you have a white man term for it, but uh, it's a buffet to us. Um, so after two days, they hit the swamps, and it's almost impassable. Do you guys see any of that corn? <laughs> once they hit the swamps and they can barely walk, that's when native <laughs> native people start ambushing them and trying to kill them. Uh, no, the chief. So, excuse me, the chief has given us clearance. Excuse me, the chief okayed this trip. We're just looking for some beans and corn right now. So they keep dudes keep getting wounded by arrows. I don't think anybody dies, but they're just they're just totally fucked. So they reach uh, the village, the Ott village, and they find out that the chief had actually been lying to them. <laughs> I I swear to God, I don't think we should ask these strangers any questions anymore. <laughs> I think they shoot us not straight. I, I got it. Can I, I say something though? Yeah. I said this before. I said if we if we cut off a part of a guy, like a nose or yes, ears then he's or da- a finger, bound or whatever, to tell us the truth. I yeah. agree. I, I no, don't know what no. Is, I think it's the, the I think it's the opposite. The, the, uh, I think it's huh? you keep interrupting me. Yeah, but I really think it's the opposite. I think if you cut off a part of a guy, then he's, he's willing to tell you tell the you. information. Yeah, exactly. And no, I, I think that's no, what that keeps, we're all sort of saying the same thing. We're all sort of saying the same thing. We've trusted no. this information for these people. And it, and we've done. We we've, keep. Go ahead. We keep doing it. We doing keep doing what? it. And it's not working. Cutting off parts of guys and, and then asking them where to go. Yes. And exactly. And, and then they're telling working. us where. And we're going there. And so, my guess is these people are stupid, and they don't know because the in earnest they're trying to tell us where to go. There's no. I mean, I took off that. You saw that. I took off that guy's nose and asked him. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Yes. That was when I was like, "Well, we can't ask that guy anything now." Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, but then he got it. But that got us close to here, and so what? what what's here? I, exactly. Yeah. No. Look, nobody's saying there's great stuff here. I'm just saying the tactics are shrewd and smart, and and we all are echoing that. And then we're here, and we're no. sort of going, "How did we end up here?" And I don't have the answer. I mean, I don't know what else to do. Maybe I should have cut his dick off. I, I, I don't know how to communicate I, with these people. They're different. They're just not like us. You cut off a guy's ear, obviously he's going to tell you where to go. I think the problem, maybe to what you're saying, Greg, we didn't cut off enough of the guy. We should have cut out a bunch more of the no. guy, and then he would have felt more inclined to tell us. So when we go back, let's really cut these guys up. Great. 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 Good talk. Let's get our hands in. Okay. Uh, just mine's fine. And you, we're off. All right. Oh. Yes. So it turns out that the, the aughts, for some reason, someone had told them that the Spanish were coming. Hmm. So they burned down their village and they took everything and they left. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So now they're, out, now they're near the coast and then the Spanish start getting sick. Okay. Either typhus or typhoid. Sure. A third of them become ill, including Narvaez. The sick can't even move. That's how sick they are. About 40 die. Oof. So they're now down, now down to about 250 men. And then there's still a little ways to go to the shore. So they keep going. And then they get there. And now they're in their mind, they're thinking, you're going to be able to see open ocean when we get to the coast. Right. But they get there, and there are barrier islands. Okay. Well, what- which is... Okay. So that means ships can't get to them, even oh. if they... Okay, so they are, I mean, they're essentially, like, landlocked. Yeah, so the ships couldn't even see them if they were out there. It's just a shit, it's just a shitty situation. And then then the the water's, like, you know, waist deep. Right. At at the most. Okay. So. 
They had been away from their ships at this point for four months. Wow. And they've not had good news at any point. (laughs) Like, there's everything's been disappointing. Oh, everything has been. Every time they've stopped at a port of call, it's been bad. Also, it's been terrible. I don't know if you know this, Dave, but they ships could get to them. There's a tactic we're trying in the Suez Canal right now, which is called dry shipping. Have you heard about this? <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's the theory that water isn't what the ships need. So it's great. Uh, now, I'm just going to read this from the book. I haven't done this before, but this part. Um, this is from the book A Land So Strange, The Epic Journey of Cabeza de Vaca by Andres... So the ships have taken off and they they go to Cuba, they come back, they're searching. One of the vessels sailed inside of the bay where they noticed a cane was stuck in the ground. And it was clearly stuck there by people. It was split at the top and there was a letter perched on the top. So they're like, oh, well, this is a letter from... Uh, Narvaez, right? So they spot a group of of Native Americans who are walking along the beach and call out them. They call out. They're like, bring bring the letter to the ship. Do you guys have a postman or how do you do it? Bring us the thing. Chop, chop now. Everyone works for us. (laughs) I know, totally. (laughs) The local dudes are like, no, no, no. You come here. You come on shore. Well, I trust them. And and they're like, well, what do we do? And they're like, well, the fucking, this is clearly a letter for us, so we got to do this. So uh, two dudes, two, an 18-year-old named Juan Ortiz and an older guy who we don't know his name, they get in a rowboat, they make their way to the beach, and then the Indians, Native Americans, immediately grab them. Okay. And the older guy is killed in the <laughs> ensuing scuffle. Juan Ortiz is taken hostage. Can you imagine watching from the other ship? <laughs> Yeah, you're on the ship. You're like, wait, wait a minute. Oh. They said, come over. Oh, boy. So what had happened was, is this, this, the cane in the ground with the letter, it was a trap laid out by the, the fucking local dudes. <laughs> Worked pretty it, well. So what had happened was, is that when Nevez had, and his men had come through, they had abused the Indians, yeah. like we were talking yeah. about, and they had cut off the nose of a lord named Hirahigua, and he was not happy about that because he huh. didn't have a fucking nose anymore. Huh. And then when he saw the ship in the water, he was like, let's put a fucking letter out there. Um, we're going to kill a couple of these dudes. <laughs> I can't. I mean, can you imagine your letter plan working so well? Listen to this, though. Juan Ortiz was kept by that tribe for 11 years before he was rescued by another Spanish expedition. And the entire 11 years was fucking hell. No. They would, on feast days, they would force him to run from sunrise to sunset around their plaza. Uh. Whenever he slowed down, they shot arrows at him. (laughs) They tied him over a fire and released him only after he'd been badly burned. Uh. Uh, 
Another person wrote, he, quote, had wished to die because he was forced to carry wood and water all the time, was given little food or sleep. Every day he was cruelly beaten with sticks, slapped in the face, or whipped, and was subjected to other torments, especially during their days of celebration. Uh, So he was just fucking brutalized for 11 years. And you know what? Uh, You know, fuck off, because you you came here and you cut off people's noses and shit, took their land, so whatever. Oh, but he he was probably like, wait, I didn't know we did all that stuff. I wasn't there for all that. (laughs) I'm not in charge. Uh, So that, that, I mean, they, they, the ships searched for them, but never, they would never find, they, they were just never finding him, right? Okay. They're just always looking for him. Okay. So they make camp at this, this, Bay with the barrier islands, and they name it the Bay of Horses because every third day they kill the horse to eat. What a great testament. That's how you're supposed to do it. The Bay of Horses. This is the Bay of Horse Meat. Yeah. Horse meat should be better. Yeah. (laughs) Bay of Horse Meat. Yeah. (laughs) Then um, they come up with a plan, and they burn anything that's metal, stirrups, spurs, crossbows, to recast them as tools, axes and saws mostly. Okay. Because the plan is to now build five large rafts to put all 250 men on, five rafts, and then head out into the Gulf of Mexico hoping that they would be found by a ship going from Cuba to Spain or wherever. Well, this really has turned around. It is uh, <coughs> really, really, the mission has really just become get away from here now. So this is yeah, so. In other words, the first uh, explorers, I guess, who went to Florida immediately were like, "I wish we'd never come to Florida," and that's relatable. No, oh, I get that. I was I've been in Jacksonville and I've been in Orlando. Mm-hmm. I've even been in West Palm Beach, mm-hmm. and although the manatees are pretty great, manatees are great, but uh, you know, you didn't cut off a guy's nose to get there. That's right. Or did I? Well, maybe. So each raft is... So they, they've melted all their weapons, which is what they've so done. So they're going to they have, have some no pretty heavy rafts, too. Well, yeah. So each raft was going to carry 50 men and would be <sighs> 33 feet across. Holy shit. So these are real deal vessels. Fucking huge rafts. <laughs> they have to make rope using the hair of the dead horses because oh, they have no rope. my God. Things are takes, not good. It, no, no. It takes six Who can weeks. braid horse hair so we can leave? <laughs> That's where we're at. <laughs> so they finally finish the rafts, and there's only one horse left, which they eat, and then they load up the rafts, and they climb on. It's so packed that you could barely move, and the rafts are just inches above the water when everyone's in them. So any large wave yeah. just washes over the raft. So fills the raft with water. Well, I don't know how they design these, but the rafts are not filling with water. So they, they are staying afloat, but waves wash over them. Right. So, so it's it probably, seems like it's almost like a flat yeah. sort of thing. Or, or, I mean, I guess if it, I mean, if you're making it out of wood mainly, like, yeah, it'll just kind of, you'll go underwater, but then the water will sort of right. go through or fall off. Or Right. And that's what happens. Okay. So on September 22nd, 1528, they head out into the water. It takes them seven days to make it to the open water in the Gulf. Wow. And then they, and then they sail for a month. Ugh. Now, they had made water bags from the horse legs. Oh, my 
God. Anyone want another sip from a horse thigh? <laughs> oh. There you go. Drink, don't drink too much. Uh, do we have any... Um, I just uh, do we have Here, any water that doesn't taste a, like horse no, inside a, of horse? Take a sip. This is all I take. Have some have some pony leg water. Oh, there you oh, go. That's bad. Yeah, it's good. Uh, oh fuck me. Uh, pound it. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna die. There we go. That's right. All right. Now, by the way, who said that this wasn't gonna be a good expedition? Now, who wants some water from my equine leg? <laughs> So after a month, they're almost out of food and water. Well, they are out of water because after a month, all the horse legs have rotted. So the bags, and that's something you don't, no one needs to hear. No, that's a no, you don't need to hear that uh, (laughs) your pitchers of horse leg water can't drink that anymore because the flesh rotted. So, um, so they see an island, and they make for it. Oh, sure. And then it's, a storm hits, right, as they get to shore, and there's no water on the island. So some men start drinking seawater. Oh, and what? That just that makes you dehydrate a lot faster, and also, five men died pretty quick. It also drives you crazy. There's so many stories of like yeah. people who are lost at sea, and then they're like, I'll drink a little seawater, and then I'll figure it out. And they're like, don't you understand? America's underneath the ocean. You're like, Tom, 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 Tom. <laughs> Even with the storm at full strength, they still are like, we got to get off this island. So they get on the rafts. Also, wait, sorry, very quickly. There's a storm. Mm-hmm. You don't need to drink seawater. Collect. Okay, that's a really good point. Collect. You've got some sort of collection system or just open your fucking mouth. Yeah, you could open your mouth. Uh, so, again, the waves are just washing over them as they go out, but they, they make it out into the water, and it's a storm for the whole, the whole night. And the next day, near the coast, they get, they, I guess they head to the, the coast of another island, <clears throat> and a bunch of locals come out on canoes. <laughs> and they wave them over, and they, the rafts follow them to a village on the shore. And then this tribe, they give them fish, and they give them water. Hmm. And then that night, they, as the Spaniards are sleeping, they attack them. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's really, you know, that's, that's how you do yeah. it. I mean, you're like, that's I, how you do I it. just really had no clue. They were so hospitable. Um, three of the Spaniards are killed. There were three separate waves of attack. Now, they didn't have, like, the same weapons that the Spaniards had had. So... There's no, there's hardly any arrows that they have. They're mostly just throwing rocks at each other, and <laughs> okay. And the Spaniards are just too weak to fight; like they can't oh, fight at all. Oh. A bunch of them are wounded. Uh, Cabeza de Vaca is cut on his face, and then they get back on the rafts and they get the hell out of there. <laughs> they sail for three days until they're out of water, and then they head back to shore. And as they do, a canoe comes and meets them. Wait, they head back to the shore. Whole, they head back to the shore where they just a, were, where they just got attacked. No, oh, it's a new place. New, new place. New place. New, place. new native coming out on a canoe. Yeah, new. So new, new we don't want dinner. No dinner. <laughs> we're not interested in supper. We don't eat. We don't eat water either. How many are in your party? It's a big banquet table. You're gonna need. <laughs> the cute, one canoe comes out. And there's a couple guys in it, and 
And Nevez asks, he goes, do you guys have any water? And the locals say, I guess they had pots from the last group that, that brought them water. So they had <laughs> pots now. Okay. The locals were like, hey, we'll bring you water. Just give us the pots and we'll fill them up. Uh, and the Spanish sorry, were like, that, just, I don't... Well, listen, if, uh, just to be fair, we've been burned a bit on our expedition <laughs> with the trust us philosophy. We know we're not going to take your ears and nose, friend. But um, we've learned to not... Two-part, yeah. two-tiered plans are not something we're in love with anymore. Yeah, we can... You can show, show us, us where the water, where the water, water is. is. We'd love to be yeah. shown where the water yeah, is. That would yeah, yeah. be great. But the pots are super... It's, we're super into the we're pots. We're not into an A to B sort of thing. We're really... A to B mm. sort of... C. We're really more of a very... Just very straightforward, here it is. Okay. Okay, so I hear you. Uh-huh. And I guess my response is just give us the pots. Give them the pots, we'll guys. Get the pots. Get the pots water. together. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thanks for understanding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So they negotiate uh, with this tribe for a while, and finally a Greek Christian who is with the Spanish volunteers to go and says, uh, I'll go with the water, and I'll bring one of the slaves with me. So that slave is probably like, what? No. Yeah. And then two of the, two of the Native Americans are going to stay with the Spanish until the water comes back. So it's a swap. It's an interest. It's it's and they've learned it's a better negotiation than the previous one. Still doesn't make a ton of sense. No. So the uh, they all they do that, and then the lo- locals come back that night in in a canoe, and they don't have any water with them. And this the the Greek guy and the slave are not with them, and then they yell to their two friends who were part of the swap. They say, "Jump in the water and swim away." Okay. <laughs> so the Spanish are like, I don't know, what are, what are we doing? And then, and then I guess they managed to hold on to the two hostages they have. And the next morning, a lot more canoes come out. Oh, good. Oh, great. <laughs> I think they're bringing us water. <laughs> they don't have water, and they're like, give us our, our two boys back. We want our boys. And Narvaez says, well, give us back our guys which they couldn't do because they'd already killed them. I mean, as soon as they got him on shore, they just fucking oh, killed him. Oh, Jesus. But they don't tell Narvaez that. Just canoes start surrounding them, and then the Spanish are like, retreat, get the fuck out of here, and they just start they start heading back out into the ocean, which is bad because they don't have any water or food. Well, now, now they also don't they're... have anywhere to put the water if they do get the water. So, right. So they, it's, well, no, and, they, they, yes. and they're a day later, so they're <laughs> like, it's all, yes. it's, it's not great. Time is not your friend. So they keep going and they get to the open sea and then they keep going down the coast and then, then they come to the Mississippi River. Okay. So they can drink like crazy, right? right? Yeah, this water. Right. They're drinking like fish, but they still have to get across the Mississippi. Right. And doing so, all the rafts get pushed out to sea for two days. They, there's nothing they can paddle against. That torrent of water is just <laughs> insane. And so they're pushed out to sea for two days. The rafts become separated. Two are in one group, three are in another. Kabitha is like in the, the three rafts with Narvaez. And he says, we should go to the two rafts. And Narvaez is like, no. Quote, because the raft was very far out to sea and he wished to return to land. 
So he's like, wow. so, I'm not going with yes. those fucking guys. I want to get back to shore. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's always been selfish, but now it's just very much like. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, he's true colors. And other dudes in his raft are like, we don't have any water. We're going to shore. So his raft is also lighter, uh-huh. and he has the strongest and healthiest men. Sure. Like, so he's picking the healthiest, strongest dudes. Right. <laughs> so he's heading to shore. Kapitha starts trying to go with him, but his guys can't keep up because they're not in as good a shape. And he says, hey, can you throw us a rope? Yeah, drag us. And help tow us, and we'll... And we'll and Nervais is like, no, we're not going to do that. No, we've never seen you before. I don't know who you are. See, get away from our raft. And so Kabitza says, look, if you don't do that, we're going to be separated. What are your orders? And Nervais says, quote, it was no longer time for some men to rule over others, but that each one should do whatever seemed best to save his life. Oh, God, just uh, <clears throat> such a prick. Yeah, so I'm not really a captain. Uh, I was I'm never really in, charge. in charge. Every man for themselves. Thank you. So he's essentially doing that. He's abandoned yeah, command right. of, all, of, of all four rafts. So Kabitha orders his men to sail to the third raft, which they can still see. So, right, there's uh-huh. the two that they can't see anymore, and now there's the other one. So Nervais goes towards the shore. He Kabitha goes towards the other raft, and they made up. And they sail together for four more days. Okay. And then a storm hits, and those two get separated. And after a day, uh, Kabiz's raft is full of starving men, and they're being pounded by these waves. They're on the brink of death. And they spot land. It's about three miles away. At this point, only like a handful of men can still row. The rest of them can't do anything. And so... As they get closer to the shore, they can't stop. It's just the... They can't. There's not enough dudes to slow and stop the oh, raft down. So, so it, <laughs> it goes into the wave break and just, and just breaks apart and hits the beach. Ugh. So their raft is no more. So their raft completely shatters, but they're on land. Yes. Okay. Uh, they're in what is now Texas. Okay. <laughs> okay. So... The raft that sailed the furthest landed near a tribe known as the uh, Kimonis. And they immediately attacked. So this is not Cabezas' raft. And they immediately attacked them, okay. the Spaniards. They're so weak they can't defend themselves, and they're all killed. Okay. No one survives. Okay. So that raft is out. All right. Two other rafts managed to meet up. One, one was Nervez's crew. Um, and Nervez is worried about being attacked by locals. So... <clears throat> He sleeps on his raft and has all the men sleep on the shore. You sleep there, be comfy. I'll do the water thing. It's not as fun. But then that night, the wind picked up, and Nervez was blown out to sea and never seen again. Whoa! <laughs> Man, can you imagine waking up to a Viking funeral and it's yours? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, now he's just got a Joe versus the volcano it. Okay. I mean... There's there's no food or water on the raft, and and he can't control it because it's just oh it's over him, right it's over yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's like someone throwing you into the sun you're like well that's it so the other the rest of those two groups they march south it's really cold this is fifteen twenties and this is before mm-hmm. global warming and it's it's fucking cold 
Um, so they, they decide to stop and camp for the winter, but they don't have a lot of food. So they start dying, and then they start eating uh, each other. A local dude stumbled across the last alive guy eating hey. a dead guy. Hey! <laughs> just, Are you hungry? He's got an arm in his... Did you eat? Hey, hey buddy! Hey, buddy! I, but hold on, let me just say this. If you have access to non-human food, you have nothing to worry about. This is not by choice. I would not. I, first of all, I didn't eat all these men. A bunch of us did. I'm just the last man eating. Um, I'm still alive. He's eating my foot. Uh, well, all right. I'll be totally frank. Jason survived. Um, but he, 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 okay. But we're in the process of. I mean, I, I I don't have to finish him. Like, if you have food, it, that'd be gr- shut up right now, dude. I'm trying to handle it's it. It's bad. It's not. It's bad. It's fine. It's fine. I I ate his butt mainly. That's fine. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. I mainly that's ate the, the bad part. Well, I didn't want to hurt him, and it's such a juicy little area that I thought that it would be. You have a big have butt. You have to admit, you have. I have to sit on my face. Well, that I mean, if what a luxury to have that problem. I just assumed you were gonna die. Here you are complaining about sitting on your face. Would you rather I eat in your face so you can still sit on your butt? Exactly. Anyway, sir, thank you for stumbling upon us. Things here are pretty fine. I've only eaten nine pals. How, what's your name and what do you do? Shook. Oh, well, that's fun. That's what I figured you did. That's what everyone does. So... Kabitha's raft landed on what was probably Galveston or the island south of Galveston. Okay. Now, they're, right down there. like I said, they're super, super weak. Right. Uh, they build fires. They still have a little bit of corn left that they roast. And then a hundred local dudes armed <laughs> show up and surround them. Hi. Now, only about six of Kabitha's crew could stand up. Okay. These people are either the uh, Kopokis or the Han. So, but they're they're two different sort of tribes from the same people. Okay. Um, each tribe has around four hundred or five hundred dudes. Uh, sorry, people, not just dudes. It's not what's just up, dudes. <laughs> what are you guys doing? We the land is ours, man. So we're just kind of trying to figure out like what your deal is. Obviously, you've been eating human. That's kind of sketch. Uh, kind of sketch. We were we were kind of hoping that you wouldn't all be dudes. Like, but you guys are all dudes too. We're so, dudes. Yeah. yeah, all of us are. Yeah, yeah. We are from. No, we were hoping you wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> we were hoping you'd be some ladies or whatever, or just kids. I don't know anything, but just dudes. You know what yeah, I mean? Not only are there dudes, a lot of dudes. Yeah, bachelor pad, dude. Bachelor life. We're the we're the batches. We're, uh, we've decided yeah. to like kind of live independent, don't need women, not opposed yeah. to women, but like definitely not bringing them into the fold. Um, you know, mainly our days are spent doing stuff we like, you know, coming up with handshakes, braiding each other's hair, shit like that, like figuring out cool new moves. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of like super sketch to catch you guys here. I guess what we're sort of saying. No, man, we're just laying around. We're just laying around. It's nothing sketchy. We're just passing through, man. Sketchy, dude. Passing through. Seems a little sketchy, hey, dude. 
we don't want we don't want any we don't want any trouble, man. We know it's your beach. I know, like we're not we're not here to surf. Like those are your that's your fucking spot. Those are your waves. Okay, we're just passing through. We're just you know that like it would be super effed if you guys were trying to surf our waves and like steal our thunder, like dude. I'm just saying, dude. It's your break. It's your fucking break, dude. I'm. We are not here to surf. Right. We got no boards. Nobody's got a board here. Okay, Jeff has a board, but Jeff, but Jeff's board is not for surfing. Stab Jeff through his eye. No, 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 no. Fuck. All right. Sick, 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 sick. Okay. Well, keep your fucking nose clean over here, okay? I'm not looking for any more drama, dude. Serious. Uh, Yeah. I hear you. All deed out, dude. I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I, All right. I, let's just vibe, man. Let's just fucking vibe. No, we're leaving, dude. We're going to leave you. All right, dudes. Let's turn around. All right, man. Let's get out of here, huh? Sick. 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 That's our call. Sick. <laughs> so the the poke, the Kapoks and the Hans are pretty primitive and nomadic even for this time period. Like, they're, they're pretty okay. <laughs> uh, not advanced. Okay. So they come forward, and they give out bells and beads, and, and they give two arrows, which is a sign of friendship. <laughs> and then they come back the next morning with food, fish and some roots. Um, we don't and- eat. It's like, you've got to be so <laughs> wary of everything. No food, thanks. We're good. No, no, we couldn't possibly eat. And then the next afternoon they come back and they give more food. And then, and then the next time they bring a meal, there's women and children. And the Spanish look so fucking horrible and different that everyone apparently wants to get a look at them. They're like, look, there's a really crazy, there's a group of fucking weirdos on our beach. Hello. Really see Hello. <laughs> oh, look, your children. Yay. <laughs> you ever seen the lower intestines in some hands? <laughs> look at that. It's like rope. Well, these are the first Europeans they've ever seen. Man, I tell you, everyone in Europe looks really bad. They're terrible. They're so scary. Look at them. They're terrible. Everything's ble- everyone's bleeding. So many sores. So this goes on for days. Like, people checking them out, bringing them food. Okay. And, but the Spaniards regain strength, and they decide that they're going to continue on to Panuco. Okay. Now, one of the, group, one of the two groups had a raft, so they, they dragged that raft into the water. And a bunch of them have died at this point, so I assume they're all going to fit on it. Sure. It's um, the good news. They, <clears throat> they take off their clothes to keep them dry, and they wade into the water to push the raft. But as soon as they get on, a wave hits. <laughs> Quote, since we were naked and the cold was very great, we dropped the oars from our hands. Oh, God. So it's just a group of nude men. <laughs> One wave, and they drop everything they need to survive because they're nude. Because <laughs> someone was just like, when we get to Spain, we don't want to have damp clothes. <laughs> Another wave hits. The raft overturns. Three men are trapped underneath it, and they drown. The others barely make it back to shore. <laughs> I mean- Now they've lost... Now they've lost everything. They have no possessions, and they're naked. <laughs> See, and this is how Naked and Afraid starts, and it's why it's such a good show. <laughs> this is, now you got to do 21 days. This is when the other dude... Uh, hey, bros, we said uh, 
we said be cool, and now you're on our beach, just fucking naked, and hey, so we ruined the raft and lost our clothes too. <laughs> what do you guys have for that? Quote: It was November, and the cold oh. was very great. Oh. And we were so thin that with little difficulty, our bones could be counted, and we appeared like the very image of death. (laughs) So we know, we know from records that the years 1527 to 1529 are super cold in Texas. (laughs) Again, this is before climate change. So the locals come back at sunset with food. And they cannot believe what they're fucking looking at, Jesus. right? The dudes yeah. they left are now all naked Hi. and fucking laying around. Don't worry, some have been lost. Have you heard of an orgy? Uh, uh, that's where you lose all of your oars. <laughs> right. Kabisa ran after it. So they, they start to bail because they come and see them all naked and they're like, fuck this. <laughs> and they all start to leave and... Kabitha runs after them and explains what happened using sign language or whatever he can. A big wave the locals. hit us and our clothes went all over the sea. And the friends dead, <laughs> dead friends. <laughs> so the locals come back <clears throat> and quote, and with the great grief and pity they felt on seeing us in such a state, they all began to weep loudly and so sincerely that they could be heard a great distance away. Can so you, these dudes are such you, a fucking mess you, that like, these, it would these not, native people it, are now just crying looking at it them. It would like, not make Jesus you feel Christ. good. You'd be like, no, please don't cry at my existence. That's not <laughs> helping morale around this group at all. Oh, they're just the worst. <laughs> not that bad. We are still human. Still human. Are you? Are you? You're no, fucking you. No, okay, stop. You're a fucking nightmare. All right, you're, look, I'm just. You're a nightmare. Do you have any clothes you could give us? Just we lost our. We decided to. <laughs> truth be told, we decided it would be a nude mission, and um, so we started it. Oh. We started it naked because the whole thing was. We were just thinking about how great it would be to have clean clothes, um, and gosh, I just wish we. We should have just worn our clothes. It's just such a weird thing to just do this all naked. It just makes it all weirder. It's okay. It's okay. Don't cry. Here, look. Look at this. Look. I can pull this rib far out like a magic trick. Look at that. Look. Look. My chest looks like a xylophone. Isn't that cool? It's so fucked up. uh, It's so fucked up. Do you know how many bones were around your groin? Look at that. There's nothing here. Oh. Yeah. Oh, if you're gonna throw, if you're gonna throw up. Do it in my mouth. 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 Oh, sweet, sweet baby bird. Ah, oh, life returns. Gosh, I must have just put on an ounce. Look, you can see my abs. That we just lost so many listeners. People are like, all right, I'm turning this I off to, now. Finally, uh, got real weird real fast. So that was the end of that one. So Kabiza is like, you guys have to take us to your homes or we're going to fucking die out here. <laughs> okay. And the, the locals are like, okay, we'll do that. Except six or five, five, I think it was five Spaniards refused. I will not. They're, not, they're like, I'm not going. Because they've heard about the Aztecs and cannibalism. Dude, and, but you're, you're dead. I mean, it's over. Yeah, you're right? dead. You're dead. You're dead. Well, who cares? Let them eat you. Why not? Why not encourage that? When I die, eat me. 
So they leave five there. And what they do to get them to, get them to their village without them dying, they build like four or five bonfires along the way and they pick them up and carry them to the bonfire and put them down and then carry them to the next bonfire. So they, it's almost like charging stations. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, to keep these fuckers alive. Okay. So- and then the five Christians stay on the beach. Once at the village, the islanders dance and start a celebration, right? Which is pretty custom. If there's, if there's, you know, people that aren't from your village that come in your village, there's always always seems to be some sort of celebration, mm-hmm. right? Well, Kabitha, for us, this is what Kabitha says. For us, there was neither rejoicing nor sleep as we were awaiting the moment when they would sacrifice. Us. <laughs> so you're just like, oh well, they're celebrating, so that's not a good sign at all. <laughs> And they're just, look, they're just Christian assholes. Right. Like, they just literally think well, anybody who's not Christian is a monster. But also, it's like, if you, you know, e- even when you hear, like, so many of the actions of people who are already on this land is reactionary. You know, it's like reading, I mean, essentially, you're just reading the room. And you have these, I mean, Spaniards or white people or whatever, anyone who comes to your, is just the biggest dickhead. So, yeah. you know, it's not like, it's... Reactionary. I mean, you're you're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, but the the locals are super fucking generous, and even though you know they have a small winter supply of food, and they're sharing it with these these Europeans. Ugh. The next day, could be the spot on an islander, and he's got a couple of European objects, and he's like, "Well, where the fuck did those come from?" And the dude's like, "Oh, I got them from the other white dudes." <laughs> that are on the other part of the island. And he's like, what? Uh-huh. And it turns out at that moment, those other white dudes were headed their way. And it turns out to be the survivors of Captain Andre Durantis and Castillo's raft. Wow. So there's another raft of dudes who, who are from the mission on the same island. Right. Yeah. They haven't seen them since the Mississippi river calamity. Right. <laughs> How did that end up for you guys? Not well. Not that is one strong ass current. Sweet God, it'll take you. Now they still have their raft. Okay. Which they had tried to get on a couple of days later, and then which also broke up in the way. All right, guys, get the clothes off. We know how to do this. Nude it up. Get nude. <laughs> so. So they decide the best thing to do is to take the four healthiest dudes who are in the best shape and, and put, get them on foot and, and tell them to go find Panuco and then send people back to help. Those guys are never seen again. They all die. Sure. No right. one ever. Yeah. They're, they're yep. gone. Goodbye. Okay. As I said, the winter is super, super harsh. It's, it's even harsh. It's harsh for the locals, right? They're... They they dig up roots. They eat fish, but they're it's so cold they can't dig roots. Fishing is almost impossible. And then the way their houses are built, they don't really protect from the weather. So it's just freezing. They don't have any food. So Spaniards just start dying. It's great if you're one of the Spaniards. Like we're finally at a village. It doesn't seem like they have a lot of food. <laughs> their homes aren't warm. Fuck! What is this? It's a mirage. <laughs> Quote, in short time, of us 80 men who arrived there from both uh, rafts, only 15 remained alive. So that's a lot of dudes. You lost uh, 65 dudes. 
The five guys who stay on the beach because they're worried about cannibalism right. ended up starving and eating each other. Right. Uh, well, at least we're at least we're doing it to each other. <laughs> but not having some native just not know how good it is to eat Andy. Yeah. Uh, I'm just happy that you're going to eat me instead of some really bad guy. I'm a grand, it's a Christian. All right, stop, cannibal. stop talking. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to eat your mouth first because it won't stop moving. Yet. I know. I'm not dead Hold yet. on. Let me just get the, have I told eat you a the piece story of your cheek? about the manatee who found um, a bikini? You are falling off the bone. You are good. Okay. All right. Okay. I ate him quiet. Mm. Mm. Oh, little <laughs> this is so annoying. I went. I hate. I hate eating living things. It's really weird, especially when it's Andy. And I guess someone found the last guy. Kabi's the quote: "Only one remained because he was alone and had no one to eat him, and so fat." So the islanders find these dudes have eaten each other, and they're like, "What the fuck, <laughs> Europeans? What the fuck?" Well, we is thought up we thought you guys? were gonna eat. Uh, we were the whole thing was we were gonna. We don't want to eat people. And so this sort of begins the turning of the Kapoks uh, and the Hans. They've been super generous, <laughs> but they're also now like, "Well, there's fucking fifteen of you, and we gave you all our food you in the wintertime, and now." And you eat people, and now also, like, it's time for you to pull your fucking weight. Yeah, which isn't but the, much. But the Europeans, they can't. Right. Because they're, Dying. you know, these are, all, these are all fancy dudes from oh, Spain. It's even not better. like these are worker, right? So they can't do men's, the quote, men's work. So they give them the, the jobs that women do, digging roots, carrying firewood, getting water. The Spanish become basically slaves. Okay. And then the situation became even worse when the locals started dying from a bowel illness. Oh, dear. Now, this could have been because there were 65 dead dudes laying around. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. That seems healthy. (laughs) (laughs) But half of the locals died. Wow. And they blame blame the Europeans. Of course. They're like, what the fuck did you guys do? Uh, Kabitha quote, and... Taking this to be very true, the Indians agreed among themselves to kill those of us who remained. As they were about to slaughter them, one of the local dudes stood up and was like, no, you're not going to kill them. And he said, if they caused the illness, why would they kill their own kind? And whoever he was, his opinion carried a lot of weight, and they decided not to kill the Spaniards. Wow. Wow. But they remain on the island as slaves. Instead, we'll just make their lives hell. <laughs> their, the work was not hard. It wasn't too demanding, but it was endless. Kabitha's fingers bled all the time from digging roots. <laughs> so his fingers are constantly raw and bleeding. <sighs> he was forced to go naked through thickets of cattails and other plants. <laughs> Island Christian, uh, sorry, island kids would mock the Christians all the time, oh, just every day. That's that's fun. Yeah, could be the quote. Any child would give them a good hair pulling, and for them, this was great fun, the greatest pleasure in the world. So they're just taunting and fucking with these European dudes. I mean, yeah, but like, 
you know, I mean, yeah, it's just, look, sorry. If you're, I mean, if that's your, if that's what your plan is, then chick, yeah, yeah it's coming back. Well, and you're also, remember, they're, they're useless. They're not pulling their fucking weight. No. And the adults started beating them. It would be like just their, like telling members of a country club to clean it. And they're like, uh, we don't. Uh, <laughs> the staff will clean it. Will they not? Or am I, what am I missing, I guess, is the problem. Um, they, the adults will pull out their beard if they didn't comply. So they're really they're being treated badly. But they're also, you know, dead fucking weight. Like yeah. they're, and they've also been bad. The locals. Yeah, the locals have given them food. They've saved their lives, and in turn, a bunch of them died and, and then killed a bunch of their yeah. own. Like, it's not they a good cutting situation. cutting off noses. Even minor infractions started resulting in severe punishment. Three Spaniards were killed, quote, for, only for daring to go from one house to another. So they're over. They're completely over them. Right. Like, they, right. they, want they them went to, to the wrong house. Right. right. They're basically... Kabit said they're basically being tolerated like dogs and could stick around as long as they're somewhat useful. By the spring of 1529, after the first brutal winter, there's, um, like I said, 15 Spaniards alive. They were spread uh, amongst the uh, Capoques and Hans. All the Spaniards in Kabitha's group died. So whatever family or group he's with amongst these four or 500 people that's it. He's the only Spaniard left. And he also moved far away. So he's sort of isolated. And then he hears that 12 others decided to leave and head to Panuco and were already gone. So, so he's just like, wait, what? So he's, yeah. He's so a lone Spaniard? Because, because he was isolated yeah. with this separate group, everyone else was like, let's get the fuck out of here. And they all bailed. In the fall of 29, his group traveled back to the larger tribe, and Kabitha found out two Spaniards had not gone because they'd been too weak to travel. So he's not completely alone. Oh, there's two dying friends. <laughs> he has Lope de Avido and Geronimo de Aranez. So the tribe is uh, at war, and they need a neutral to make deals while they're at war. And Kabitha's the perfect guy. Okay. So now he all of a sudden has this different job, and he starts traveling all over, making trade deals, and he's going as far as 120 miles. And he does this for two years. So now he's got sort of this autonomy in a way. He's not enslaved. He can go where he wants. He can trade with these different groups. He's being treated well because all the tribes know he's needed. Right. Geronimo de Alanez dies, and then Cabiza starts talking to Lope de Ovido, and he's like, we got to escape, dude. And uh, Ovido's like, I've been here a while, and I don't know how to swim. I can't tell you how many of these, these people did not, the Spaniards did not know how to fucking swim. Mm. And I'll never get over it, because you're getting on a fucking yeah. boat, and you're going across the ocean. Yeah. You're going to be around water all the time. Yeah. And the reason I know that is because you're on a fucking boat. Yeah. Learn how to swim, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. It should be a thing. <laughs> should be a thing. So he doesn't want to travel because I can't get across a river. Right. Jeez. After three years, he comes around. Oh, and my God. In- you know, I've been thinking about it. I, um, I'm in. I've been thinking about it a little bit. Let's, let's try uh, it. Can I just say... Yeah, can I just say one thing before we do? Just go fuck you. Fuck you uh, just so fucking hard. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. 
you fucking piece of shit. You know what? F- I cannot you know say what? it enough. I'm gonna, how much I'm gonna, of a dumb fucking me, asshole you Give are. me another couple years and I'll think about it. <laughs> so, Let me. Can, what are you doing in 1535? Does that roughly work for you? <laughs> that seems like a great time for me. I'll try to swim by then. So they run for it. And now this is... So they, they need other other people to survive. So they're falling in with other groups as they okay, move. Okay. So they follow a new group of locals, the Cavinis, uh, and they, they tell Kabiza that there are three Christians around also. <laughs> They're just 900 miles that way. And, <laughs> and, they, don't, <laughs> and they don't treat Kabiza uh, and Aviado uh, well. Okay. Quote, they threw mud balls at us <laughs> and each day placed arrows aimed at our hearts, saying they wanted to kill us as they had killed our other companions. Wow. So are you like, should uh, we go back? I really do miss what we had. Well, that's what, that's what uh, Avito did. Avito's like, I'm out of here. And he goes back. Okay. No one knows what happened to that guy. He's out of the story okay. now. No <laughs> so idea. So we have one guy. Le- this is it. So they eat, I guess we call them prickly pears here. But there's, there's like a big area of prickly pears that a lot of the native tribes around here travel and eat in it when they're ripe. Okay. And then they also eat pecans. There's a big area of pecans. Okay. And it's huge. And so they come from all over to eat those. So on a trip to eat pecans with the Cavines, Cabitha runs into Andres Dorantes, who's one of the other captains. Okay. They hadn't seen each other in three and a half years. And he's like, I got two other guys with me. So there's Castillo and Estebanico. So there's four of them. They're all slaves with these Cavinis, uh, and they talk, and they're like, "We, we got to get out of here." And so they decide that they're going to escape to Panuco together. So the the Pecans are, like I said, a big attractive. These these native people come from ninety miles away to harvest them and eat them when they're ready. Sure. And so they're like, "Okay, so the next harvest, we'll get together." I think it's too late. They're worried about it being too late and the weather's going to change. Right. So would, like, I, we can't go Understandable. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would love to avoid is uh, winter because it's just is, uh, it kills you for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they're like, we'll leave the next harvest because so many tribes come and then leave. They figure we'll, we'll meet up with one that's going south and we'll hook up with them and go with them south. Okay. In the meantime, they'll go back with their respective tribes and wait. Uh, for the months that are going to pass. Now, Kabitha is now, and I don't know how this happened, but he's with a group named the Maramis. And their food situation is not good. They're, they're forced to eat anything. Spiders, ant eggs, worms, salamanders, lizards, snakes. They're even eating earth, wood, deer shit. More deer shit, friend? Thank you. Is this cooked or not cooked? Raw. It just, it just came I, out of the butt. Eat, oh, eat, eat I like it a little bit singed. Oh, is it fresh out of the butt? Oh, that's wonderful. Eat it off my Thank head. you. Just imagine the deer being like, Jesus Christ, these people are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Or the, Every time I shit, these clowns eat it. Yeah, or they, they just keep, yeah, they keep giving Watch it to them. Like, here, eat more. Eat more of it. Here you go. There, eat up. <laughs> All right, we're going to cook the deer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't think about that. Uh, they could eat the deer. Here you go. Eat, eat, <laughs> eat some more. Well, I, I'm full. Why do I have to keep eating this deer shit? 
because we bet um, we bet some food on how much of this deer shit you would eat before you started to say you didn't want to eat any more of the shit. <laughs> we won. We won three turkeys. Yeah, which is really lot. We're gonna eat them right now. You could you could have some, but I'm sure you're stuffed with feces. <laughs> well, so the reason they didn't eat deer, I would assume, is because they were too weak. Because the way that they having read this is they they chased them down they wore the deer out uh, for its for what for its feces no to eat it they would oh, chase the, oh. it down and oh, wear it out oh jesus christ so, so you're, you're like uh, takes about five months to tire a deer <laughs> not ideal <laughs> shit I'm sure some were using bows and arrows, yeah, obviously, the but they were, but definitely like one one or two of the groups he was with, they were like, no, they just run after them until they tire them oh. down and then they catch them. I was like, all right, good luck with that. That's just two days. Oh, cut to me just starving and going, oh no, no, oh, well, cu- I, cut to cut to no. me just as a deer's eating me. <laughs> <laughs> he really tired out fast, didn't he, guys? Yeah. And this is what Cabeza said about what they're eating. Other things that I refrain from mentioning, and I believe assuredly that if in that land there were stones, they would eat them. <laughs> so he's saying there's stuff that was so bad that's worse than spider egg, spiders, ant eggs, worms, uh, salamanders, yeah. wood, yeah. and deer shit. Yeah. That, there's stuff that he won't mention. And uh, <laughs> those are the things I would eat again. <laughs> Um, now, the family he was staying with had been hit by an illness previously, and, they, and it caused them all to go blind in one eye. <laughs> oh, my God. It's called pirate. It's pirateitis. You ever heard of that? Yeah, they lost. Aye. They, uh, yeah, they're, that's, I've uh, heard of it, yes. So they've all lost vision in one of their eyes. Uh, a parrot has just sort of. Me leg is wood. Yes, and, and slowly one of everyone's leg will wooden. It is just part of like it's a tiny, tiny pirate growing out to me shoulder. That's right. So, um, yeah, basically, pirateitis works. It, well, they have they have pirateites. Do you know what those are like? Parasites, but they're pirates. It's not good. Arg! Uh, yeah, this one's pretty bad. He's fully turned. Arg! <laughs> yeah, yeah, give him a little rum. There it is. So, uh, Kavitha and Durantes, and some reason Durantes is staying with them now, um, they're given the job of keeping bonfires lit in the summer at night to keep the mosquitoes from the tribe. Now, this area of the country has the highest, one of the highest concentrations of mosquitoes in North America. Oh. Like, it is just a fucking nightmare. Okay. So, their job is at night to basically be, not only keep the fires lit, but they're also the front lines yeah. for the mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are just right? like, don't worry about those fires, you're delicious. <laughs> So the Miramis head back to the pecans and the prickly pears. And finally, so they're, so they're there for prickly pears and pecans. So they're kind of on this, this food journey takes a while. Right. Um, so finally the four Spaniards are together again. It's not as simple as that. I broke it down, but basically it was like one was far away. He lit a fire. The other one's new. And it was a whole, it took like two days to find each other. Okay. Um, just before they make their escape, two of the Miramis get into a fist fight over a woman. Okay. Which escalates. And a bunch of them start fighting and they start hitting each other with tree branches. Kubetha quote, and with the great rage they felt, each one collected his possessions and went his own way. 
and we Christians were forced to part company, and there was no way for us to get together until the following year. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Why? Oh, God. All right. I guess we'll just wait another year. It's fine. I'm just eating deer shit. It's not a big deal. Well, I'm going to go eat wood and deer, deer shit for another year. I don't think it's fine. my fingers probably won't bleed out this year either. So Yeah, it's... It's all good. I like it. They're really good to me. All right. My one-eyed, my one-eyed pirate family. So I'll just go live with the family who eats deer shit and can only see out of half their eyes from now on. And I'll meet you guys in a year. And then next year when we do this, we really should go. Okay? <laughs> Let's really make a go for it next one. So a full year goes by. <laughs> the season returns. They go back to eat their prickly pears and pecans, uh-huh. and they meet up. They meet up again in September fifteen thirty four. Imagine if they start fighting over a woman again. No, 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 no. Oh, you brought Julie back? No, no, no. I thought we did this last year, bitch. Oh, no. You fucking bring Julie to rub it in my face? Is that what you're doing? Oh, no. Hey, Larry, hand me a branch. No, uh, no, 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 no. All right, next year. We do it right. Okay? Just, we got to get it next year. They do it. Okay. They escape. Okay. Finally. Okay. They come up with a plan two years ago. <laughs> They've been slaves for six years. Okay. And they head south toward Panuco. Now, something really interesting happens as they walk. They're known. Everybody knows who they are. Mm. And not in like, oh, there's the weird guys. They're sort of celebrities. That's those guys who we convinced to eat all that deer poop. Because it turns out that during their time with the Kapoks and the Hans and the other groups, they sometimes helped sick Native Americans. Uh Mostly... This was just making the sign of the cross because they don't have a lot of medical knowledge, right? Sure. But they make a big show of God's going to save you. They do the cross, they do the thing, and some of those people recovered. Okay. Now, as they're meeting new tribes, they find out that everyone thinks oh, no. they are faith healers oh, no. sent by God oh, dear. to heal the sick. Yes, we are, and we need ham. Ham! We need ham! Our mission needs ham. And Native Americans are bringing sick people to them from miles and miles away. By the way, is there a worse job to be given in the time of airborne ailments more than like, we will bring the sickest people you've ever seen in a world where we know not what the diseases are? Great. And how long has she been coughing up blood on people? That's just cool. Awesome. So they are no longer slaves, but they are essentially famous, medicine famous men. medicine men. Right. And people want their help. And we'll learn about that in part two. Because that's when it gets. What? Shut the fuck up. What? We just did like two hours. Because that's when it gets really fucking what crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's when it gets crazy? What are you talking about, yes. dude? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. 
my God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. A real cliffhanger. See, when I do my cliff, when yeah. I did my two-parter, we went into the second part right after. I wait a week in between. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? I know. I'm sorry. It's fine. I know it's a lot. God damn. I apologize. There's a second part. Ah! Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well. It's, it's really <laughs> like. <laughs> Don't. Don't build it up. Uh, what? Don't build it up. Don't build it up? No. Well, I, you know what's interesting is I never, I haven't done Spanish um, stuff, you know, as dollops. Like, I don't think we've done, I mean, I don't think we've done a Spanish. It's interesting because I've always wanted to do one. And when I start digging into Florida, I get very like, oh, oh, this is complicated and I don't know about it. I get a little intimidated. But um, someone sent me this story. There are a couple people that sent me this. Um, yeah, I guess a few people have sent me this. Um, yeah, there's like several people who sent me this. So, um, but but I just read I just read one of these suggestions, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> what in the fuck is? Ha-? And I just read the part up to what I told you, and then when I got the book, I was like, wait, what's what's going on now? Now what's happening? What's why is there? Why is I this can't not? Believe- how, how come? They're, they're medicine men. It's just quite, it really is like, that's how you do a sequel. It's just it's a, di- <laughs> a different angle on our same characters. Yeah, it's really fucking bananas. Okay. It's like, you can't, it's just like, how is this not taught in school? It's, yeah. Like, I get, I get it. You don't want to talk, you don't want to talk about the conquering of, of but, like, th- like, if you taught this story to kids in history, they would be like, History is so fucking great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got it's got everything that kids fucking love. Yeah. P- kids love stories about people, you know, in the past dying and how fucking crazy it was and eating shit and whatever but it's, else. The like, problem is that that's going to lead you to, hey, didn't white people also come to America and do? And then you're like, but wait, it, it was really more of the Spanish who were known for uh, taking over land. Um. And Span- look, Spanish are considered white. I mean, they're Europeans. They're just not the white. No, they're just not the straight the up. white English. That right. We, they're not the white English that we think of. The, the, I, it's just I feel um, such a, a great connection to the terrible ancestors that we have. Yeah. So, um, no, but um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I am excited. I'm excited to listen to our podcast next week. Oh, yeah, you should hear it. Uh, you're really gonna. Like I'll it. sit in for it. Uh, you're gonna sit in. For yeah, it? I'll be here for it. I'll do it. I'll do the show. Makes sense. And again, this source book is the epic journey of uh, Capita de Vaca, a land so strange by Andres Resendez. Okay, so part two next week. Part two in our. Um, yeah, what are you calling it? All the tickets will go on sale on Wednesday for the uh, upcoming. Australia show. Tour. Tour. Bye. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this this podcast. Uh, Listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes this same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 